This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 146. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to discuss our latest and greatest acquisition in the kitchen. It is a pressure cooker. So we're going to explain how pressure cooking works, which is something I was, <laughs> when Larissa got it, I was like, how does that work? I know it makes a little bit of noise, but wasn't no. sure how, what it was doing. And what did I say? I don't know. <laughs> So I looked it up. I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to discuss how that works for those of you of curious mind. And we're also going to share which one we purchased. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the only way to go, but we're going to share the one that we have and what we've made so far and just overall what our opinion is of pressure cooking. But first, we have a new rating. We do. This is from the United States from uh, March 6th of 2016 from Bandersnatch is Curious. And says, I love it. (laughs) And and I love this review. They say, I'm 14 years old and recently decided to become vegetarian because of animal rights. I've always been a flexitarian my whole life, but now I'm vegetarian. I love it. And I love your show. I listen to it every night. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave us that review. And I just love it when we get ratings or emails from the younger folks because uh, I tell you what I wish I was that self-aware at 14 I know I wasn't that (laughs) self-aware at 30 (laughs) so I was gonna say I don't think I started to turn things in the right direction probably until I was about 30 so yeah so rock on bandersnatch uh, curious curious. (laughs) bandersnatch is curious really appreciate it thank you so much for leaving us that rating yes all right so are you ready to get into the main topic let's do it why did we get this pressure cooker? We got a pressure cooker. Well, first of all, let, let me start by saying that my only knowledge of pressure cookers before the last few months was, you know, my grandmother had one, my Nana had one. And uh, when I was growing up, and she would use it to to can, you know, she would that my grandpa was a farmer. And so they would grow their own food. And she would can green beans and black eyed peas and figs and, you know, make jam and preserves and all this stuff. And, and she would always do it in the pressure cooker, of course. And so that's kind of what I knew a pressure cooker was for. I didn't even the thought never occurred to me that you can actually like cook food in it, like regular meal food. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I'd, I'd heard about them more and more uh, recently. But then uh, several months ago, one of our listeners, Diane Marion, thank you, Diane, thank you in advance. And I'm going to thank you again, probably. Um, but uh, she sent us an email recommending uh, a pressure cooker for us when I think it was it may have been after we talked about planning it may have I'm not ex- exactly sure when it was I think we were, it was a conversation about batch cooking or something like mm, that along mm, those lines maybe yeah. I don't remember. I, I don't remember but anyway so Diane sent an email and recommended uh, a pressure cooker and she recommended this specific one and it's the one that we ended up getting 
And she just loves hers. And she was, you know, told us all about how she uses it and how great it is. And then I started looking online for uh, so that was a few months ago. And then just recently, I had seen something else about pressure cooking. And, and so I started looking online and ever I could, I couldn't find a bad review about these things. You know, I just couldn't. I mean, when before we buy any big, product you mean in like general that, or just about, in general? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just um, before we buy any major, make any major purchase. Um, major purchases like anything over a hundred dollars, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, we always do our, re- especially if it's something electronic or something. You know, well, we gadgety. were just we were just doing a little research session right before we recorded on the Amazon Echo yeah. and Tap and Dot <laughs> and trying to figure all those out. Yeah. So yeah, we, we do research on all of right, that stuff. Right, yeah. So so I started doing research just on, on pressure cooking and pressure cookers in general. And I got to say, you know, going on Amazon and looking at all the different ones, and it's hard to find a negative review. You know, I mean, even if there's something that's critical, it's usually just one thing, but the overall reviews are just incredibly positive. So the reason that I think I decided that I wanted to get us one now, and this was a couple weeks ago when we actually first got it, um, was that, you know, meal planning and prep has always been a challenge for us, especially me, you know, and and I say especially me, because I'm the one who's home during the day. And I'm the one who does um, 90 per 90, 95% of the cooking, you know, because Vicky's working at her her office job. And so but it, it still has been a challenge for me. And so we thought that having something, a device that cooks quickly and easily and healthily and that we can use it to cook in bulk uh, would really help us. And it's really versatile. It's not just like a one you, you can't it's not just one type of food you can cook in this. Yeah, so the the bulk cooking was another big driver for us, right? As you mm-hmm. just mentioned, because you were just saying the other day that when I'm gone during the day, it's so easy to for you to eat poorly mm-hmm. when you're just cooking for one. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to make lunch well, just not, for myself. Right. And you're like not a nice motivated. balanced lunch. You're not motivated to get up and go make something healthy. It's so easy just to grab a bowl and pour cereal in it, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And, and when I'm traveling for business as well. Mm-hmm. So I, this is another thing that attracted us to make uh, to the pressure cooker as our next purchase and, right. and uh, to buying one. Right. So yeah, we just thought that it would help us to have healthy meals to keep on hand, you know, uh, and to just to eat better overall. All right. So which one did we buy? All right. So, and we'll get into this in more detail later, but just to, to mention it right now, the one that we ended up buying is the one that Diane recommended. It's the Instant Pot um, IP Duo 60. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about that more later. When I asked you that question, it was not just to set up the topic. It's that, that I had no clue. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're the one that well, does the buying for that kind of stuff. That's what it is. So, and we'll have the, the link, uh, the Amazon link, and it'll be an affiliate link to, you know, to our uh, affiliate account. Um, we'll have it in the show notes. And I've posted it in face on Facebook before, and I'll probably post it again. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how this works, because the... The part of me, my brain that takes after my dad, that's the engineering part. He's an engineer, a retired engineer. I always like to know how things work. Mm-hmm. And you were over there with this new gadget and in our kitchen. And then I just hear this, <laughs> like, and see this huge amount of steam coming up. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, that is really cool. So 
uh, I asked you, you know, like, as you mentioned, how does this work? What, what is it doing? And how does it do it so quickly? Because some of these things were really cooking fast. I mean, I know the t- cooking time varies depending mm-hmm. on what you're making, but right. it was very intriguing to me. So you said, I'm not really sure, but let's find out. Right. So what'd you find? Well, okay. So the way a pressure cooker works is that the, you know, it's a, it's a container that is sealed with like an actual um, sealing ring. Just like if you think about a canning, how a canning jar is sealed and it has that rubber ring around it. And that's what, you know, when you, when you put a, a canning jar uh, in a pressure cooker to seal it, then it vacuum, it kind of like takes all the air out of it. And that rubber ring keeps it, keeps it, uh, uh, airtight. Okay. Right? So the pressure cooker lid has a rubber gasket. Yep. I know. Cause I it. washed it today. You washed it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when you clamp the lid down, uh, or when you close it on the electric version, um, it seals that. So there's no air like getting in and out or no steam. So when the the cooker brings the contents to a boil, when you turn it on, uh, that produces steam, but there's nowhere for that steam to go to escape. So it builds up pressure inside the pressure cooker, hence the name, mm. pressure cooker. Uh, say thank you, Mr. <laughs> thank Science. Thank you, Mr. Science. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, because the pot is sealed, the steam builds up, that pressure then increases the heat. And I was reading, um, so the boiling point, the boiling temperature is 212 degrees, right? For just regular boiling. Uh, the pressure cooker, the steam inside it increases the temperature to, I think, 250 degrees. All this right. is Fahrenheit for uh, anyone who doesn't use Fahrenheit. It's, it's Fahrenheit. Uh, but so that pressure increases the heat, which then cooks the food much more quickly. And then also in really infuses everything with flavor because there's no way for any of that, um, the flavor or anything to escape, to, you know, to evaporate. Kind of simmering under that in that airtightness mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And then, you know, once the cooking is done, then you release the pressure uh, with the old with with a stovetop, a traditional stovetop pressure cooker that actually sits on your stove. Uh, You release the pressure by uh, releasing the valve and or running it under cold water, the whole the whole pot under cold water to stop that cooking process with the electric versions, like the one that we have, there are, there's two options. You can do an, uh, what's called NPR and national and uh, national, <laughs> national, public, <laughs> national radio. public radio, uh, natural pressure release where you just, you turn the, the pot off or stop the cooking process. And then the steam releases on its own. It takes you 10 to 15 minutes for that to happen. Or you can, uh, open the valve and release it, do a quick release. And that that's when you hear that giant hiss uh, ah. where all that steam is coming out. And there are different times and different recipes that you want to do, you know, a certain way. All right. So speaking of uh, different recipes and things you can make in there. Mm-hmm. Now, our particular model, the Instant Pot IPDU 060 is seven and one. Mm-hmm. Right, so there it does seven things. I'm imagining you can buy buy various models that maybe don't do as much too. I um, I think so. I think most of the newer uh, electric ones now are multifunctional, meaning, and by function we mean they they function as different types of they do different types of cooking. So, for example, right now you know you may have a a steamer and you may have a rice which we do you know a steamer and a rice cooker and a a slow cooker like a crock pot and 
you know, so you've got all these different appliances to do all these different things. Well, what the uh, pressure cooker that we have and most of the other ones now have are they will function as some or all of those and more. So ours is a pressure cooker, right? Of course, it's also a slow cooker. It is a rice cooker. It you has a saute and browning uh, function on it. It also you can there's a function where you can make yogurt, and then it's also a steamer for vegetables, and then uh, or and other things. I guess it's not just vegetables that you can steam, but and then it also has a keep warm function. Okay, so does that mean we can get rid of all those other appliances like the rice cooker? Yeah, technically we could. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And slow cooker. I'm just saying because we are running out of, out of cabinet space. space. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I've definitely put everything else away, um, except for the Vitamix. Okay. And because uh, I've, you know, I actually used the Vitamix yesterday in tandem with the the uh, slow cooker. Because I mean, the, mm-hmm. the pressure cooker, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. And how we used that. Mm-hmm. You used it. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. But uh, and then so there's those different those seven different things that you can do that you can use this thing for, and there are different settings that control you know that that help you out with those, and then. Within those, there are 14 different programs, and they're all computer control. It's a microprocessor in your. <laughs> there's a if computer in your pressure. If cooker. your Nana could see this now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and you know what? I have Nana's pressure cooker in the garage. Really? Yeah, I do. I rescued it from when uh, when we went to clean out my uncle's house. I rescued it and uh, brought it back here. Oh, nice! It needs a new ceiling ring, but everything uh, else, it's still really. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but anyway, so. This one, you can, it has, uh, the programs include soup, meat slash stew, which of course we wouldn't use the meat, but, uh, but if, you know, if, if you do eat, uh, meat, that's one thing about this. I mean, you can cook an entire chicken in one of these things or like a roast or something like that. So for people who do eat meat, that's something that it does do. Uh, okay. So meat and stew and then beans and chili, and then there's a separate poultry, program there's the saute function which i've used numerous times since i've gotten it uh steam for vegetables or whatever else you want to steam uh, there's a rice f- uh, program there's also porridge there's a multi-grain program and then the slow cook function uh there's a the keep warm that i mentioned and then yogurt you can pasteurize and you can also make uh, fermented rice awesome all right and then there's two pressure options right there's mm-hmm. high and low mm-hmm. and the high pressure reduces cooking time by about 70 percent mm-hmm. and the low pressure avoids overcooking delicate delicate food right and most of the time you know when you have a recipe when you're going following a recipe that's um, specifically for a pressure cooker it will specify which setting that you want to use now if you're going if you're using a recipe that was written for just pressure cookers in general, which means it could be a, a traditional one or an electric one, then you may have to figure that out. But there are plenty of resources out there and we'll link to some. There are plenty of pressure cooking resources out there that will help you kind of translate recipes or, or you know, adapt them. Right, right. And then there are three temperatures for saute and slow cook, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like a high, medium and low uh, temperature setting. So if it says to, for example, saute something on high, you know, over high heat, then you can set it that way. Or, you know, if you're slow cooking and you want to turn it down to just like a low function, like um, on on a traditional slow cooker, there's, you know, several different levels. There's like low, high mm-hmm. and then variable. And so you can do that. 
And then, uh, you know, of course, these are really energy efficient because they don't stay on as long mm-hmm. as like a slow cooker that would take, I don't know, how long does it, I mean, eight or 10 hours, you know, yeah. you would have it on. Um, Which helps with my OCD, so we yeah. don't have to have a slow cooker on yeah. for eight or 10 hours. And it helps with the electric bill. That's true. Uh, and then, uh, so ours included the uh, six quart stainless steel cooking pot and it's dishwasher safe that the cooking pot is of course you can't put the entire thing in there but the this the pot itself yeah. is dishwasher safe and so is the gasket that goes around the rubber gasket mm-hmm. it's removable and then also the um there's a um i don't know what you call it but it's what protects the the steam valve uh under on the other underside of the lid and that pops off and that's washable um and then uh, this also came with a stainless steel steam rack that has handles so you can lift it out. So pretty nifty. All right. Let's talk about what we've made so far. All right. And we've already experimented with this quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop saying we, it's you. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're the taste tester. I am the taste tester. Yes. I mean, I I, I couldn't do it without you because some of these things I don't like, so I wouldn't know if they taste. (laughs) Here's the thing with these types of things. I'm just not the one that's patient with learning them to do them the right way. You know, I would probably make a design. I made breakfast this morning. I mean, I make, I make certain things, but kick, but breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, uh, certain things like this, I just would not have the patience for. I can just tell you when Larissa and I first started dating, my refrigerator had, I was not a vegetarian at this time, but it had beer and pizza rolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> frozen wa- I think frozen, there were some frozen waffles. Frozen and then on the top waffles. of the re- refrigerator, there yeah. were uh, Pop Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about uh, then what we've made so far because it has. Oh, I just said I was. I said we again. What you've made so far <laughs> that I've got. I've had the what you've tasted so yes, far. Yes, I have. What I've that. tasted so far. All right. Well, the you know the first thing that I made. Yeah, what was the maiden voyage? Uh, the refried beans. Yep. And the, uh, I, the refried is in Air Bunnies uh, because they're not fried of course it's, it's all done completely in the uh, pressure cooker which is really nice because then you don't have added oil you know when you refry beans and you don't have any of that stuff okay so i am hispanic i grew up in san antonio and my grandparents uh, at least half of them were from mexico uh, actually 75 percent of them were from mexico my other one was my grandfather was from central america i know Mexican food. I'm very picky about Mexican food. And uh, these refried beans, I told Larissa, I am never buying canned beans again, because you could just tell the difference. It's amazing when you add preservatives and all sorts of extra junk to the store-bought canned Mm -hmm. beans, how you can even taste the difference. And we we bought the organic as good as you can Mm -hmm. get in the canned beans we bought, but these were amazing. And you know, I grew up with the refried beans that were fried with, made with lard yeah. and just very, but these had a lot of flavor. And I know that had to do with how you, so it wasn't just beans in there and, you know, you added mm-hmm. some seasoning to it mm-hmm. as well. But just goes to show you, I mean, how much difference it makes. Right. Yeah. I, you know, and they were really good. I like them and I'm not a huge fan of refried beans. I prefer whole beans, but, uh, you know, I'll eat refried if we go out on occasion and if I can get them vegetarian. But uh, but these just were so good and they used fresh cilantro and then spices and, and other herbs and it's just so easy to do. And, you know, the one of the things that's kept me from cooking beans myself more often, I mean, I hardly ever cook beans, is that they just take so long. The soaking you know, uh, soaking overnight and all that. And, 
it just it was really a turn off for me. I mean, maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. But, uh, you know, well, it's just, a lot of work. It really is. That's why a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. And so you need to stop saying stuff like that. You say that stuff all the time. Maybe I'm lazy. I'm like, no, that's maybe I'm normal. <laughs> exactly. Can I say that? Maybe I'm normal. Um, I don't feel yeah, like I don't doing this. Be normal. I don't feel like doing all these dishes. Uh, maybe I'm lazy. <laughs> maybe you're just like 100 percent of the population who doesn't like doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're going to get a comment from someone who says, I love doing dishes. <laughs> then you're going to come over to our house. Yeah. Um, we have got a job for you. Yeah, right. Uh, except you have to be really quiet when you do the dishes because uh, they yeah. upset Molly. So mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> our the clanging of the dishes. Yeah. She's very sensitive in her old age, like me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, okay, so the beans, uh, there is a way with the pressure cooker that you can kind of do a quick soak. And you can do a quick soak traditionally, too, by, you know, boiling them on the stove and then letting it. But this was just so much easier because you don't have to mess with that. You just put them in. You just, you know, rinse your beans, get the stones out, put them in your the cooker, add the water, and then, you know, close it up and, and let them. Uh, I don't remember how long, but it wasn't very long. And then you just... Uh, it kind of partially, it starts to partially cook them, but it softens them up. And then you use them just like soaked beans. And it was so easy. But then, you know, when you're making beans on the stove, you've got this pot and that pot and all these things, all these, this is nothing like that. I mean, you just put everything in the pot at one time, you close the lid, and then you set the buttons and for 10 minutes, and then it's done. Yeah. You know, you know, I was looking at this list of things that we're going to share that we've made. The refried beans was the first one. And I was going to say, which one would I think would be my favorite one? I don't know that I could say which mm-hmm. one. I loved all of these. Let's talk about number the, the second thing you made, because okay. I think that's that was also really, really good. Yeah, this was good. So I've never made risotto before. I've always been a little intimidated by it because, you know, cooking rice on a stovetop is just kind of iffy anyway. And I have a rice cooker that I usually use for just regular, you know, brown and white rice. And But I'd never tried risotto because it's... It's more finicky than arborio rice is more finicky in the cooking and, you know, it needs to be a little bit kind of moist or wet and but not too wet and not too dry. And so I was like, not crunchy, too much work. (laughs) So this, I mean, you just put you put the rice in there. Um, I used the saute function on this one and I sauteed uh, leeks, zucchini and mushrooms first uh, and then. It was just our, the arborio rice, vegetable broth, and then some seasonings, and then just add everything else in there with the sautéed veggies, and there you go. And I, I don't remember how long it was. I think it was like maybe eight minutes or I, I couldn't I believe it. She was making dinner. I had just gotten home from work, and I said, okay, I'm going to go. Usually it's, you know, she's starting something or whatever by the time I get home. I get home kind of late, so she starts dinner because we don't want to eat at 9 o'clock every night. So she's usually already started it. And she said, oh, I'm making risotto. And I said, okay. So I went upstairs, <laughs> and 10 minutes later, she calls me. It's done. Yeah. I was... And I started it after you got home. Yeah. So that was that was kind of crazy. But I this was so good, and I don't know that I've ever had it at home. Mm-hmm. I, I've had it out, but I don't know that I've ever had it like homemade Mm -hmm. and this was so good and it was very filling very filling yeah yeah very and you know i've eaten it three times since i made it and so it made a good amount and good to heat up for lunch so this is definitely when both of these Mm -hmm. uh were really good for uh, well everything we're going to talk about here Mm -hmm. 
excellent for batch cooking. Yeah. And then, uh, so then the next thing I did, I wanted to try some different, before we did this pot, this episode, I wanted to try a few different types of things. Uh, I didn't get to all of the types of things I wanted to try, but I got a good sampling. So I found a recipe for something that I have loved in the past and I've made these before. And yeah, I mean, it's not, they're not the most difficult thing to make, but not, it's just not something that I normally do. Um, but I found a recipe for candied lemon peels and I wanted to try it and I've made citrus in the past. So I've made, I think I've made orange and I made grapefruit in the past and, and, um, you know, you just, you boil it, you boil them in on the stove in water and then you add sugar and then you boil them in the sugar water and then you, you know, let them dry and then you, so it's, it's a process. But with this, uh, it's pretty much the same process. You do have to, you switch out the water once after the first cook and, uh, but I used Meyer lemons, which I love. And so I got the benefit. I, I got to juice the lemons first and then I had, I made a lemon soda with the, the lemon juice the Meyer lemon juice, and then I made the peels into this. And I got to say, I, I found a, the recipe that I used was um, one that, you know, somebody had adapted and kind of messed with and everything. And I think that the the time for cooking it was a little bit long because my peels came out a little too soft. You know, the when you make these, they kind of end up like... Um, what are those? Those orange slice candies? Yeah, that's that what it kind reminded of gummy me of. Type mm-hmm. thing. But mine were just a little bit too soft, and I had to actually put them in the freezer to get them to kind of firm up. And they're still a little soft, so I would I would lessen the the cooking time a little bit on those. But other than that, they came out great. All right. So the next thing, and I agree and with that. By the yours. way, yeah, I agree with you. that. The next thing she made was steel cut oats. That was amazing, and. Very easy to reheat. It reheated very well. Mm-hmm. I love oatmeal in the morning. It's very filling. Uh, it's very healthy for you. And I, I just, no complaints. I mean, it was great. And, you know, I've never made steel cut for you, though, uh, because yeah. it takes so long. Right. You know, and you can't this... cook steel cut. Uh, the steel cut take forever. And with this thing, I mean, it it was ready. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> It would have been ready on time when you came downstairs, but I got delayed by taking care of Molly a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, we were a little bit behind on that. But other than that, I mean, the timing was good. It was so good. All right. And then the last thing, we just had this yesterday and uh, it was amazing. It was potato leek soup. Mm-hmm. I love potato soup. Very good. She was afraid when it came out that it was a little watery, but like with some of these creamier soups I've seen, I said, it's probably going to thicken up as it sits mm-hmm. there. And sure enough, it did thicken up as it sat there for a little bit. Yeah. So. And I did uh, throw it in the uh, Vitamix and just do a quick blend yeah, on yeah. it. And that helped too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing I like about this recipe is the flavor was incredible. And I got to use some of the thyme that I just planted uh, a couple days ago in the garden for spring. So I actually got to use some fresh and not have to use dry, awesome. which was really good. Yeah. She tried to skip the Vitamix blending uh, step because of Molly, our dog. Yeah. She didn't want to upset her with the loud noise, but it was just it was too just thin. Too, so yeah. once she did that, it did thicken up. Yeah. And then the thing that I like about this recipe, and I'm going to put all of the recipes, I'll include all of these that we've cool. talked about. Um, but the thing that I liked about this one is that it doesn't use any milk. Uh, a lot of times with the, like the creamy, the potato soup, it, there'll be milk, but this yeah. one was just vegetable 
stock or broth. Nice. And then it And did, it was creamy. It was creamy. It was very good. I would not have guessed that. I would have thought we used some sort of milk, even if it was soy milk or something in there. Mm-hmm. You didn't use that. No, hmm. not at all. I did not know that. Mm-mm. All right. So let's talk about what we are going to try next. Okay. Well, speaking of stock, uh, that's another thing that you can do in this. And I've made my own vegetable stock before and I love it. You know, it's just one less thing. When you do that, it's one less thing that you have to buy at the store and there's, you don't have to worry about any added. I mean, even if you buy the organic, there's still sometimes some preservative in there and then you're pl- you're buying the carton, you have to recycle that. And, you know, there's added sodium sometimes. And you, I just don't like to do mm-hmm. that. And that's why I'm so excited about those refried beans because I don't have to buy refried, canned refried beans anymore. Yeah. You know, I just spend an hour total uh, cooking them on a Sunday and you have them all week. That was so good. And I'm so excited about how you can flavor those differently mm-hmm. too. I mean, what you did was amazing, mm-hmm. but I'm probably going to add some maybe jalapenos mm-hmm. in mine. Oh, that yeah, kind of definitely. thing make them spicier. I just planted a whole oh, bunch of peppers. Oh, you just serrano peppers. So yeah. I planted jalapenos, serranos, and uh, Tabasco peppers so we'll hopefully they'll grow and then we'll have some peppers all Um, right so uh, yeah but the vegetable stock it's i've made it before uh on the stove and you know it's just so much easier in this thing and uh so i can't wait to try that and then you just freeze it just like i did before and then you don't have to buy that anymore um i also want to try some other desserts like rice pudding and steamed apples i have a recipe that i found for steamed apples which looked really good and what i like about this is that these are we control the sugar yes right definitely. so we control the sugar that you put in that so definitely. that's really good yes and you can use different sweeteners as well so you know if you wanted to use agave if you like agave if you wanted honey or maple syrup or whatever you know you don't can use work artificial no uh, <laughs> have so, we done an episode on artificial sweeteners we did one on sugar oh, but we, we should do one, one on, just artificial on artificial sweeteners because be those idea. are evil 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 i'll right. have sugar any day over over artificial sweeteners. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I digress. All, All right. right. We already talked about rice pudding, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the steamed, steamed apples. apples. We almost did this yesterday, didn't we? Mm-hmm. But we ended up, uh, what did we do? I ended up making soup instead. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and then it was too late to make anything else. Yeah, that's right. So, well, uh, yeah, we've been trying to control the sugar stuff anyway. So. Yeah. So, so one more thing I wanted to say before we wrap this up. And that's, I, I, didn't, I didn't include a section in the outline on like pros and cons uh, because kind of like, I kind of agree with all the, the uh, reviews. I mean, it's hard to find something really, really negative to say about this, but I do have just a couple of quick thoughts. Uh The first one is that there is a little bit of a learning curve and not so much as, I mean, if you're going to be making up your own recipes as you go along, then yeah, there would be more of a like cooking type learning curve. But just to get through all of the functions and read, you know, like all the setup and all the how everything works and what you do and don't do, there's a little bit of a learning curve there. But I got to say, I mean, I enjoyed it. I like that kind of stuff anyway. And I don't. Yeah, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, I never read Throw, instructions. I never do. That's why I like the Vitamix. It's so easy. You mm-hmm. just pretty much flip it on <laughs> sort of <laughs> sort of yeah, i guess that's what i'm doing <laughs> but uh, uh but anyway so there's it it just does take a little bit of reading through this stuff to get used to it and figure out you know uh and make sure that you always have the steam valve closed when you start it and then open you know so just little things like that the other thing that i that can be a little misleading is that um you know the cooking time is definitely drastically cut. 
but you still have to factor in the time it takes for the appliance to heat and build up that pressure. Ah. Because the cooking time, when you set, when you put all your stuff in there and you lock the lid, right? And you get that little chime that it's locked, right? You have set your time already. But that time, so if I've set it for four minutes, right? On high pressure. Okay, that's great. I locked the lid. Mm-hmm. That four minutes doesn't actually start until it reaches high pressure, oh. which can take up to 15 minutes. So you have to just realize that. And of course, the gotcha. first time I did it, I didn't realize that. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? It's broken. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't know how to do this. And Broken. You know, broken. Broken. Send it back. And, <laughs> no, but, and then I, I realized, okay, well, it has to build up that pressure first. So that can take a little bit of time. That can take six to 10 hours. No. <laughs> No, no, it can't. Um, and then, of course, you know, you have to let the, the, the steam release, the pressure release. And especially if you're using the natural release, it'll yeah. take 10, 15 minutes. And so you just have to kind of build that time in. That's a good point. Because if see, people see it, see something that says it takes four minutes in the, mm-hmm. it, the pressure cooker, that's the cooking time. It's not really the, the right. whole time. Yeah. But still, I mean, if you're looking yeah. at four minutes as a, or, or eight minutes on rice as opposed to 25 right you know right i was gonna say the rice cooker takes forever yeah it does all right are we ready to move well we've already kind of said what the recipe of the week is is that you're going to Mm -hmm. include the recipes that we have already made yes right yes i'll I'll include those (laughs) links you have already made (laughs) all right so let's move you were with me in spirit i was there i was there all right i was cheering you on the sidelines All right, let's move into the quote of the week. The quote this week comes from Ernest Hemingway. I wish I could take credit for finding this, but Larissa found it, but she's being gracious enough to let me read it. And the quote is, courage is grace under pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was cute. That That is very cute. That's what happens when you just search for quotes about pressure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the question this week do you own a pressure cooker? And if so, what are your favorite ways to use it? Again, sharing is essential to um, to our community because they love getting recipes and you can share those. So do I. Yeah. Well, and this is how we even, we even ended up with our pressure cooker, right? Mm-hmm. And just from a conversation in our Peas and Carrots Society on Facebook, which is our closed Facebook group. If you wish to join that, which is, what is the membership up to now? You oh, told gosh. me the other day. Uh, it's almost 500, I think. That is awesome. Approaching so 500. this is a very awesome group of people that don't judge very you. Active. They're not going to try to, they're not going to stone you if you partake in the meat every now mm-hmm. and then or anything like that. They're very open. They're willing to help each other. I've seen, oh, it's just very heartwarming. I mean, I know we, you know, we've been uh, dealing with some issues with Molly lately and we posted in there that, uh, you know, we don't think we're going to have her for very much longer. And the outpouring of from that group is just amazing. So yeah. I've seen other folks post similar challenges, things that, that are going on in their lives, and that group is just awesome. So if you yeah. want an awesome group of people to hang out with on Facebook, definitely check out our Peas and Carrot Society. Absolutely. And and on that note, um, you know, with regards to, to Molly, our dog, you know, she, as of now, she's still with us and she's, you know, she's still the light of our lives she always will be even after she's not here anymore but uh 
thank you so much to all of our community for all of the support. Yes, I it mean, was very, it made me feel a lot calmer. Yeah. I know when I had posted that, we I, we got so many comments, mm-hmm. so many hearts and likes mm-hmm. and all this kind of thing to yeah. to just kind of let us know that they're, they are thinking of us and, you know, that we're in their prayers. And so that's, yeah. that was really awesome. That does, that means a lot. Uh, one last thing before we go. Or before we start crying. Before we start crying. Yeah. Let's change the subject <laughs> yeah. before I start bawling again because I don't know if I have many tears left, but yeah. I'm sure I'm probably wrong and I probably do. So yeah. I'm going to stop. Yeah. yeah. But uh, recently we started having some problems with our, our podcast feed in iTunes. It wasn't showing up in iTunes. It wasn't showing up in Stitcher. Our website was crashing. And basically our the feed is... Um, what we send to iTunes. That's what gets published and all the episodes are in that. When the feed gets too large, then iTunes will stop recognizing it. And that's what happened. And so I... Oh After my gosh, 146 I, 100, episodes. Yeah, well, Woo! 143, I guess, is when we started having yeah. And so after uh, many hours searching the the podcasting forums and networking with people and contacting support and all this stuff. Uh, I finally got it down to we needed to split up the podcast. So we've created an archive. Uh, It's a separate podcast entity. It's Vegetarian Zen uh, Archive. And it's the first 100 episodes. So if you're new to the show, and you're listening to current episodes, when if you go to vegetarian zen you'll see that it's only going to show the latest um i think i've got it set to show the latest 100 episodes but if you want to listen to older episodes look for search for and well i'll put this link in the show notes search for vegetarian zen archive and it'll say um, episodes one through 100 of the vegetarian zen podcast and there you can catch up with all the old ones i would like to just add a note here that this is something else that my lovely wife is always saying about herself i'm not technical i don't know how to figure this out so we're having this issue and i come home i'm off at my job and then i come home and she says i figured it out it's in the process of being fixed i would have had no clue me this is vicky talking now no clue where how to figure that out so you know, I'm going to tell you guys next time she says something like that. She is very technical <laughs> in nature. Really trying. She says she's not. See, I'm trying. I'm you try- are. No, you I'm it. trying hard not to say, say that. that. Yes. Um, but the, the point is, is that we were really bummed about it. We weren't sure how to fix it because we have so many folks that when they find us, they like to do this binge listening thing, which is I love it, too. When I find podcasts mm-hmm. that I love, I like to listen to the last as many as they have. I'll start just start listening to a bunch of them. So we were bummed about that. We weren't sure. We were, of course, we were afraid that the new ones were going to be missed. And, and it's great when people tell us, we missed your podcast on Sunday. I mean, that's... <laughs> but awesome. we don't want you to miss. We don't want... Well, no, <laughs> we but I mean, it's great that people alert us to yeah. that and that people actually realize when we're not there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how we found out feeling. about it to begin with. <laughs> that's a good feeling. Uh, that's how we found out about it. So uh, so luckily, we... we uh, there I am again. We, uh, you fixed it. <laughs> thank so you. thank you for doing that for oh, our community. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. On that note, I think that does it for this episode. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. 
Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.